Well, welcome back to Behind the Wealth. This is Roger Abel. I'm here with Jonas Everett today, and uh, we're going to talk about a topic that seems to be gaining a lot of traction. I hear a lot of stuff stuff about it, and I think we really want to explain what that is today, and it's this idea of a tax-free retirement. Um, and I see it on Facebook and social media, and, and I think for people, they're probably wondering, how do I go about creating a tax-free retirement for myself? So today, that's what the show's about, um, and we're just gonna kind of get into it and, and talk about how this works. And the idea of creating a tax-free retirement is really getting our money, um, into a bucket that we never pay tax on again, right, Jonas? Yeah, now you, you talk about, you talk to people about uh, that uh, you don't want taxes to be the only issue that they uh, uh, look at uh, when it comes to getting into their money, but uh, it is a big issue for people. And uh, a lot of new people and a lot of people that I talk to get hung up on the fact that uh, they don't wanna get into their money because they're gonna have to pay taxes. This is a way for them to enjoy their money. And that's the purpose of investing is really money in now for money out later. If we can ease the money out later part for people, uh, that's what a tax-free retirement is all about. And in one of the ways we talk with people about doing that, Jonas, is to kind of understand the three buckets of money from a tax standpoint. You know, we have our bucket strategy from, you know, safe money to income and growth type money, but we also talk about this bucket approach. And what that really is, is segmenting your dollars uh, based upon its tax classification. So we call the three buckets of money and we have tax deferred dollars, which are the money that most people are accumulating, right? They're doing their 401k at work or they have an IRA, or if they're a state employee, they may have a 403b. Um, these are all what we call tax deferred dollars, meaning you took some tax benefit today and in the future you'll pay ordinary income tax on those dollars. Um, and then the second bucket of money is taxable. Everybody has these type of dollars, right? They're your bank accounts, your CD, savings, brokerage accounts. And then ultimately we get into that third bucket and that's our tax-free money. And, and really that's Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks. And some people will claim life insurance is in there, but for our purpose today, we're, we're only gonna talk about, you know, Roth, Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks. Um, and we throw all this vernacular around IRAs, Roth IRAs, 403Bs, and I think sometimes it's really confusing for people what, for people to understand what those are. So let's start out. I'm going to have you explain what a Roth IRA actually is, because I, I don't think people always grasp the concept. And I think to understand this idea of a tax for retirement, it, it really makes sense to understand the pure basics first, Jonas. Right. And uh, it was really uh, created by uh, Senator Senator William Roth uh, out of Delaware in 1997. And uh, the purpose behind uh, uh, the Roth IRA was, uh, you know, he made a quote that said, life is not getting any cheaper uh, for uh, American families. And he wanted to create an incentive for families to save more money. And uh, you're exactly right, Roger. It's not an investment. It's actually just a uh, tax vehicle and you, uh, you purchase the investments inside this tax vehicle. But it was created as an opportunity for, for families to, uh, to save more money. Um, and if you look at uh, um, the flexibility, uh, one advantage uh, of a Roth IRA, um, I, call it, uh, I call it a five-year uh, rule. What we like as this bucket, this tax-free bucket, yeah, there's two ways that you can uh, you can do a Roth IRA. You can do ongoing contributions, 
And uh, I get a kick out of people when we sit down and we're doing financial plans with people and they have so much, uh, so many of their bills on uh, auto pay. Um, they have their utility bill on auto pay. They have their car uh, payment on auto pay. They have their car insurance on auto pay. And we talk to them, well, why not put up a savings plan on auto pay? And that's a contribution uh, that automatically uh, comes out. Um, now, when you do a contribution into a Roth IRA, like you said, Roger, since it's a bucket number three, you're not getting a tax deduction for that if you're eligible to do one. But it actually grow it actually grows tax deferred, and then you could take it out tax free in the future. What I like about it is if you start the earlier you start. Um, there's what they call a five-year rule on them to where if you're contributing for at least five years, if you get into a pickle and you need to take some money out, you're not tying your money up until, say, 59 and a half um, or retirement. You can actually take out your contributions after five years. Now, we don't want you to. We want you to save that for retirement and have a tax-free retirement. Uh, but it's very important, the flexibility of these Roth IRAs. There's really uh, uh, no other vehicle, tax vehicle like it that is as flexible as a Roth IRA. Yeah, and I think one of the greatest analogies I've ever heard in our industry of how to explain what this really is, is if you think about a car lot, right? The car lot is the ownership, or in this case, the Roth IRA, right? It's the tax vehicle. All the vehicles on that lot are actually the investments that you can buy inside of that Roth IRA. And I don't remember who told me told that to me, but, but it was one of the best analogies that this Roth is not an investment. It is a tax vehicle that holds investments inside of it. Um, so how does it really work? Uh, to, to, to make it in its purest form is you're paying tax today, right, in return for tax-free growth and tax-free distributions. So people sometimes, you know, fail the feel to recognize the difference between the Roth and the 401k and the 401k, you know, it's coming out of your check pre-tax, meaning you're getting the deduction today. You could do a Roth 401k. You just don't get the deduction today. Um, you know, if you think about what's going on in this world, I think everybody would want to have more tax-free dollars, especially in this scenario, we're only paying tax one time on the Roth IRA. And one of the greatest things in money is, is compounded growth, right? So as money compounds, you're really just compounding your tax bill the more you sock into some of these pre-tax vehicles. It doesn't mean that those pre-tax vehicles aren't good, but this might be a better alternative based upon you know where your tax rates are today, where you believe they're going to go in the future. And we're, we're going to hit on that a little bit, bit more. Um, but let's talk about some of the reasons why we like a Roth IRA. And I'll start it out. It's because we know the tax code, right? It's a known tax code of zero. Um, every single dollar that goes in that Roth IRA is tax-free on the growth and the distribution. Um, and it helps us utilize those buckets of money in retirement because we get this question all the time. Where should I take my dollars from in retirement? You know, everybody thinks it's all or none, right? They have a 401k or they have a savings account in a Roth. Where should I take it from? And I know from my experience, a lot of times it's multiple strategies right? Working within the client's income tax situation at that point in time. So the Roth really provides individuals a ton of flexibility when they get to the point where they need to start taking these distributions. Um, I'll let you take this one, Jonas, but why do we like, 
why we like Roth IRAs. Why do we like it for young people the most? What other incentives do the government give us? I mean, this is a vehicle. This is an incentive to help people save uh, money. And uh, again, the, the advantage, the benefit for young people is uh, you just have to get started. And I go back to the uh, auto pay. Uh, I, I, have a, I have a blog called The Auto Pay Dilemma, where I, I, I feel that uh, too many young people have everything on auto pay. Um, if you just start a systematic, automatic contribution um, into a Roth IRA, you're not tying your money up necessarily uh, until 59 and a half or retirement. Like you said, uh, uh, the value of compound interest is just amazing. I mean, we've ran the calculators before for young people, even if they just make a uh, abysmal interest rate of 3%, the sooner you get started, the more chips that you're going to uh, count in retirement. If those are tax-free chips that you can take out uh, in retirement, um, then that's going to be one pile of money that, uh, that uh, you may be able to uh, enjoy later on. So the, again, the benefits for young people is you have to get started early and there's going to be more there the earlier you get started because of the, uh, the compound interest and the tax-free uh, growth. Um, I'll let you hit on uh, some what what the wealthy uh, people benefit uh, is on this, Roger, because I know that you're uh, you're pretty fired up about it. Yeah. So so the second demographic of people next to young people because of their their time horizon is wealthy people, right? Um, wealthy people inherently may never spend all of the dollars that they accumulate in a four hundred one k plan or an IRA, and. and it brings on the next issue, and that's the transfer of wealth, right? So if you know you have a 401k that you never really plan on spending, um, getting this into some kind of a tax-free environment like a Roth really makes sense for a couple of reasons. Number one, we start to avoid all of the required minimum distribution rules that are required on an IRA or 401k. Um, and number two, when it transfers to the next generation, it still transfers tax-free in this Roth or tax-free environment where that, that may not happen in an IRA. In fact, it doesn't. Um, so, it, so it also becomes a very valuable estate planning tool as we start to think about the next generation. How do we you know, pass as much money to our heirs in concert with our values versus that of the IRS or, or the other people that are going to try to get their money or their hands on on the money that you're going to transfer. So, you know, who this works best for young people, wealthy people, if you're age 50, I don't know, we'd have to run an analysis for you. It just depends on where you are at in life. But I don't think any of us really think that tax rates are probably going up or down in the future. And we'd all agree they're probably going up. Um, and, and that kind of leads into the next next thing we want to talk about is if we look at taxes and, and what's happened, especially over the last six months with you know, the COVID-19 and, and the fiscal stimulus that we pumped into the economy, at some point we have to pay for that stuff. And if you think about the government as a business in general, how, how does a business make more money? They have to work harder and make more sales, right? Well, the government, the way that they do that, it's directly out of your checkbook. So if you think tax rates are going to be going up in the future, which we do, and I'm looking at a chart right here that goes back and shows the highest top tax bracket ever in our history was in 1942, and the top marginal tax bracket was 94%. I mean, I don't think most people realize that, but if you were in the top uh, percentage of wage earners, it means for every dollar you made, you took home a whopping six cents. 
there's not a whole lot of incentive to work in that environment. And if you think about some of the the, the ideas or bills that are going to potentially be floated out there um, next year, they all are going after higher net worth people to raise raise taxes, and we're going to have to pay for it somehow. But getting it into it, a known tax bracket today really you know, puts you in a different situation when it comes to retirement planning. Because if you think about when we do financial plans, we're assuming a tax rate, right? So, hey, this is your probability of success assuming this tax rate. Well, what happens if that tax rate changes? It's a lot easier to provide for your retirement security if we know what it's going to be. It's not arbitrary, right? There's two things about a financial plan we don't know. When you're gonna die and what the tax rates are gonna be. So if we could eliminate one variable, and get you to a zero tax bracket. It's just gonna make all those things much more accurate. You know, I think, Roger, this really hits to the heartstrings of uh, advisors that, that have been around for a while, like I have uh, uh, doing this 27 years. I've worked with, uh, with couples and families that have done such a good job saving money uh, pre-tax in their 401ks. And uh, the bad part about being an advisor for a long time is you have to settle estates each year and uh, I always have I always have the one couple that uh, unfortunately they will they will uh, yeah, they'll pass away, which is which is hard enough. But you see their beneficiaries come in, and uh, we go over these tax strategies with them. And uh, it seems like over half of the time they end up cashing everything out. And I had that situation happen. Uh, last year with me, and it was really uh, it was really uh, kind of a a crime because uh, all they're doing is paying the government a bunch of money, um, and uh, they they really they're, they're taking their parents' life work of saving, and uh, they're they're really cashing everything in right away, and uh, and every beneficiary is going to be different. But if you can set up your financial plan uh, to where um, the government's going to get the government's always going to get their money, but get as little as possible. Um, as far as the taxes, you know, I think that my, uh, my last couple that passed on last year, um, they would have felt a lot better about uh, that uh, if they had some tax-free dollars to pass on to their beneficiaries uh, versus uh, the beneficiaries just coming in and uh, getting in a big hurry and just cashing everything out. And, uh, and then you're talking about uh, um, almost half of their uh, savings going, going to taxes at that point. Yeah. And, you know, so we've kind of talked about why we would do a Roth IRA, why we would try to build this tax for retirement. But let's actually talk about some of the strategies that you can utilize or a listener can utilize today to start building this tax for your retirement. And I'm going to let you hit on the first one because you've already talked about it. But the first is systematic savings. Maybe talk to people about how you do it, some of the strategies and, and how to be successful at that. Yeah, if you if you have as little as fifty dollars a month uh, that you can put away, I, I think that uh, my cable bill is probably three times more than that. <laughs> I don't even remember when my cable bill was fifty dollars a month. But you set it up. You you it's very flexible. You you set up which day of the month that you want the uh, deduction to come out of your bank account or credit union, and you get started at that point, and it's systematically happens for you. So it, it automatically happens, kind of like an auto pay. And uh, ultimately, if you work with a financial advisor, the advantage is, like you said, Roger, as far as the uh, the car lot, the investments 
that you have to choose from from a Roth IRA standpoint, uh, your advisor helps you pick out those investments. So you're not you're not worrying about which investment to pick out. And uh, ultimately, uh, the the biggest advantage is we always say um, at the office, Roger, that it's not the timing of the market, it's your time in the market. The biggest advantage is if you're sending that $50 a month in um, every month, you're not trying to time the market. You're gonna have uh, you're gonna have markets that go down, you're gonna have markets that go up, you're gonna get an average of all of those uh, share prices that you're accumulating. And uh, again, it's just uh, investing as money in now for money out later. It's going to be um, it's going to be a, a, a big pile of tax-free chips that you can count at, re- at retirement. It's funny too, because I talk to people and they're like, well, what's 50 bucks going to do? I mean, you know, we all started in this industry, well, for me, 18 years ago. And if everybody I talked to started doing 50 bucks a month, not that we're encouraging, that's the minimum, but whatever, as much as you can do. But if they would have done that for 30 and 40 years, it's amazing how much it actually adds up to but people lose focus of it. And the only way that this strategy works is to make it be automatic. It's why 401ks work. It's why auto automatic enrollment in 401ks work because somebody wakes up and they're like, whoa, wait, I saved all that money over 40 years, but they never could have saved it if they had to write the big chunks of checks, you know, every single six months or once a year, they have to do it bi-weekly or weekly out of your paycheck. So this is one of the easiest strategies to start. It's for anybody basically who fits within the income limits of doing this. Um, and the, the second way is to actually use your employer-sponsored Roth 401k, which is fairly new. Um, I mean, it's been around for a number of years, but it's becoming much more mainstream today. I would say 10 years ago, a few employers had it today. Most employers have it. Um, And the advantage of this is you do it right through your payroll deduct versus it coming out of your bank account, which you would do with a financial advisor or a um, third party type situation. Um, But the Roth 401k works just like a traditional 401k. Only difference, you're going to pay that tax today and not pay any in the future. You typically have the same investment options as you have in your employer plan. Um, It's subject to the same contribution rules that you can do in your employer 401k. What a lot of people get mixed up on here is they think it's mutually exclusive, meaning, well, if I do my Roth IRA, I can't do my Roth 401k, and that's actually not true. As long as you meet the income limitations for a Roth IRA, you can put the maximum contribution into both, okay? Um, One of the places that the Roth 401k really fits is highly compensated individuals, right? If you're a highly compensated individual, you probably don't qualify from an income standpoint, which we're gonna talk about those incomes in a little bit. From an income standpoint to actually contribute to a Roth IRA, they start to phase out at $196,000 of income. So all of a sudden for that highly compensated person, here's another avenue for them to go start to build their tax retirement, um, even though they don't fit the the so-called income limitations on a traditional um, Roth IRA. Uh, One other thing to note, as you put this money into your, your employer plan, the employer contributions are still pre-tax. So you're not going to be 100% tax-free on this, but all the dollars you put in are are going to be tax-free. Um, one of the questions we get asked a lot, Jonas, is what if I'm already maxing out my Roth contributions? Can I have too much tax-free money? What do you think about that? 
Well, I've never met anybody in my 27 years that have come back to me and said, I've saved too much money. You know, I, I, ha <laughs> I knew the answer to that before we actually yeah. started. I was just seeing if I got the same answer. Um, but, you know, one of the things I always talk about people is we, the tax code now, and this is all a tax play, right, Jonas? This is about providing certainty to the people that we work with. So, so in the future, they say, hey, I know what my tax code is. It's zero. And I get it, no one wants to pay taxes today, but I think if most people would take a look at what their effect, effective tax rate is, right? So that's actually taking the dollars you paid divided by the income you earned, they'd all be very surprised at how low that percentage really is. Don't you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And we talk about enjoying this money at some point uh, in the future. And uh, uh, would you agree that people have a bizarre relationship with money a lot of the times? And when it comes to their uh, taking uh, money out, uh, when you when you look at people that do such a good job saving money, it's very difficult to convince them that it's okay to start spending some of this money in the future for a majority of them because they've been so good at saving. This is just one uh, way that we can make spending the money less painful for people. We can we can say, go ahead, uh, maybe not this year because a lot of people aren't, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't traveling uh, yet, but uh, go ahead and take some of this tax-free money out and take all the kids and grandkids on a big trip. You deserve it. And that, uh, and so we're not letting the fact that somebody has to pay taxes um, to enjoy their money get in the way. This is actually tax-free, so they can go ahead and do it. Well, it's, it's an interesting point you bring up because we see it all the time. We call them financial hoarders. They just won't spend this money. And it's twofold, right? It's one, they're so used to saving, they just feel guilty for spending it. But two, the double whammy is they know they have to pay taxes on it. So they don't even feel like they're getting all the money out, right? Oh, I need $10,000, but I'm only going to get 7,500. Maybe I don't want it. They see the 2,500 as an expense, right? Not the tax that they deferred. So, you know, by having the tax for retirement, people are so much more likely to utilize the dollars that they've saved. I mean, we talk about dividends a lot and if you have a dividend investment, one's tax-free and one's taxable, which one's someone more likely to spend? You send them out a tax-free dividend, they feel good about that. They send them a taxable dividend, they sit back and reinvest it because they don't want to spend the money. They don't feel like they're spending it, even though they're going to pay tax on that dividend when the tax time comes. But I, I think that's it's really good. And one of the things, too, um, and people ask, should I do this? Well, there's an easy way to quantify this stuff, right? And it's one of our core philosophies here, and it's creating a financial plan and quantifying what actually is more successful for me in the future, okay? So Jonas, now let's talk about Roth conversions, kind of the third key thing here um, about how to take advantage of a tax-free retirement and talk a little bit about why we would do a tax-free retirement, what the advantages are, um, I'm going to let you kind of run with this one. You talk about this a lot with people. Yeah, we're pretty fired up about it, especially this year when you have, uh, you're able to skip your required minimum distributions if you're over the age of uh, 70 and a half uh, this year. One advantage uh, is that you don't have to worry about the taxes anymore. Uh, when you look at uh, converting, that's just a fancy term from taking pre-tax money over to a tax-free bucket. And uh, you can actually pick the amount, but if you look at uh, the 401k sizes that we're seeing today, 
Um, I would say on average, um, people in the Midwest are doing a good job saving money in their 401k, doing a fantastic job. You look at the average 401k size is about $850,000 that we're trying to help uh, pre-retirees and retirees uh, manage. Well, if picture yourself at age 72, Roger, and in a normal year, you would have had to take out your what they call your required minimum distribution on that 850,000. You would have have and you would have had to take out somewhere around $40,000 and pay the taxes on $40,000 whether you needed the money or not. Now picture yourself back at age 60 either retired or pre-retired, if you did some planning now and started to convert some of your 401k monies to Roth, and then 10 years goes by pretty fast. Uh, we've known each other. 18. <laughs> yeah, 18. So that uh, seems like yesterday. Um, then you wouldn't be forced to take out your distributions any longer, at least if you had a portion of your money in tax-free retirement in, in Roth IRAs. And that's the that's the, the big advantage uh, that I see with the Roth IRAs in retirement. I think you said the key word there, it's planning, right? Most all of this can be planned for, so let's do a good job of it. And you may actually be spreading that tax liability out over years versus, you know, if, if you have to take a large required minimum distribution, that might skip you to a new tax bracket. So instead of paying 12%, tax rate, all the dollars from that from that distribution might end up going to a 22% tax bracket. So if you're able to convert those dollars slowly over time, you actually could be saving somebody 10% a year. And it's not even an investment return. It's just a pure planning and tax return for somebody. Um, and also, you know, some of the other reasons to do this is we have the known tax code. We've hit on that a bunch of times. But today, we're actually in a very favorable tax environment with all the, the Tax and Jobs Act that was passed. Um, and there's no guarantee on how much longer that's gonna stay around, but for most people, it doubled their exemption um, and really helped them out from a tax standpoint. And I'm running into individuals who, they're basically paying no income taxes and they have large IRAs and we're working with their CPAs in concert to do this the right way, to make sure they're getting as many dollars out of here as they possibly can into a tax-free environment now versus waiting to see what happens in the future. Um, any financial advisor or tax pro really should be able to help somebody quantify the decision as to whether the Roth IRA is a right um, right fit for you. In fact, if you go to our website, um, which we'll, we'll give you out at the end of this, uh, we have a calculator on there. You can go sign up and we can run you a quick analysis of whether this is actually something that will work for you. Um, and it'll show you what the long-term break even is. We can assume different tax rates. There's all kinds of different assumptions we can do. So it's kind of an interactive tool that I do with my individual clients before we make the decision to do this, just so they know the pros and cons of both sides. Okay. Um, uh, and really, all we're doing when we do the Roth conversion is reclassifying. So taking the IRA or 401k and turning it to a Roth. And all that means is you're going to get a tax bill for all, all, all intents and purposes. And the cool thing is you really have a couple ways. You can either pay the taxes yourself or you can withhold the taxes from the investments. Now, I choose to not withhold the taxes from the investments if we can avoid it because I don't want to kill the growth of the account, right? Uh, but there's flexibility on that in, in really any competent professional should be able to help somebody um, do a Roth conversion in the right manner. Um, 
I don't think the strategy is necessarily for everybody, right? But it is for the people we hit on earlier. Young people with tons of time to grow and wealthy people um, who are going to have a tax bill at some point in the future on that IRA and it's unknown. Um, especially if that person has the ability to pay those tax dollars now, right? Because that's a key. Because if you take $100,000 and you take... 25,000 out for taxes, well, you just kind of, as you would allude to, you killed your golden goose. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, th- if you have the tax dollars, it's way more, way more beneficial for most people. Um, you know, we talked about this earlier and there are limitations on who can do a Roth IRA. And, and the best thing to do is just go consult a tax professional. But for all intents and purposes, if you make more than $196,000 as a couple, you're probably not eligible for a Roth IRA. You would be eligible for the Roth 401k. Okay. Um, if you're an individual, that phase out starts at $124,000 um, for an individual. So, so make sure you know what your income limitations are before you delve into this. Cause the last thing you want to do is start putting money into a Roth 401k on a systematic basis. Like we talked about, And oh wait, I have to undo it. And we've ran into that where people actually made more than they thought they were going to make. And they have to figure out how to unwind it. The last strategy we want to talk about people with, and this is just for really one segment. And this is for the people who don't qualify to do a Roth IRA because they make too much money. They're over that $196,000 of income. They are still eligible to do a Roth IRA if they know how, okay? And we call it the backdoor Roth IRA. Um, What the backdoor Roth IRA is, it's really just converting a non-deductible IRA, which everybody's eligible to do, not subject to income limitations, um, converting the non-deductible IRA to the Roth. It's fairly simple. There are a few pitfalls um, that you'd want to know about, uh, but it's still a good way to get someone to that tax-free environment that has too much um, income. And we run into that all the time. One of the primary pitfalls of this is if you have outside dollars, you need to get those outside IRA dollars. They really need to be converted. 401k is not as important, but if you have a $25,000 $25,000 IRA and you try to do a backdoor, you really should convert the, the, the IRA as well and consult with someone who knows what they're doing because if they mess this up, it could actually be not nearly as beneficial as you thought it was going to be um, long-term. Uh, so in conclusion, let's just talk about, you know, um, a couple of things. What are your key takeaways about creating a tax for retirement, Jonas? Well, I think it's an incentive that was created by the government in 1997. Uh, the Roth IRA was, and uh, we ha- we really have to. We should all take advantage of it. And uh, you really, uh, it, it's a tax code, so you have tax years that you're working with. And if you're not utilizing uh, these years, uh, once you have earned income, you're and you're eligible to do a, a Roth IRA. Um, If you're not doing one in 2020, 2020 is going to be over with. It's going to be 2021 soon. And uh, you're going to miss that window of opportunity that you could have started. Um, And uh, again, I think it's an incentive for people to save more money uh, because we all know that the prices of things are going to continue to go up in the future. And like you mentioned earlier, with the way the tax rates are so low right now, you have to go back to the early 90s and then go back to the 20s 
where the retirement tax uh, rates were this low, you're seeing a lot of CPAs that I talk to that love the Roth IRA uh, contribution and the conversion just for the fact that the tax rates are so low. It's a great time to do it uh, right now. And uh, I, I just think that uh, if we can help the ease of people spending and enjoying their money in retirement, Warren Buffett said investing is money in now for money out later. If people are hung up with the money out later part, if we can help them with that, this is a big part of that. And having a tax-free retirement um, definitely makes sense for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Jonas. I always, you know, I'm a fact-based decision maker just with my background in finance and a couple of things. On our website, you can go sign up for a consultation. The website's btwellshow.com. Uh, also, one of the things we really encourage everybody to do is do a full financial plan. See how this fits into the financial plan, right? I've done, I don't know how many financial plans, but it's a lot. And every single person that I do a financial plan with that has this tax for retirement type plan, the, the results are phenomenal. I'm trying to figure out how they're getting so much money out of the plan. And it's because it's not being eroded by the tax dollars that they have to pay at retirement. I encourage everybody to go get some help. Um, go to our website, btwellshow.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. All investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. All performance referenced is historical and is not a guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Traditional IRA account owners have considerations to make before performing a Roth IRA conversion. These primarily include income tax consequences on the converted amount in the year of the conversion, withdrawal limitations from a Roth IRA, and income limitations for future contributions to a Roth IRA. In addition, if you are required to take a required minimum distribution in the year you convert, you must do so before converting to a Roth IRA. Premier Investments of Iowa Inc. and LPL Financial do not provide tax advice. Please consult your tax professional.